So today we celebrate the most holy trinity. And let's just think about what we've been celebrating. We just finished the Easter season. It culminated with the celebration of Pentecost, the birthday of the church. And immediately this first Sunday, after the Easter season, the church proposes to us that we celebrate the most holy trinity. You could say it's the foundational doctrine or the foundational truth of our faith. We believe in God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. A trinity of persons sharing one divine substance. Okay, I'm not going to get into all of the theological explanations of the trinity. But one thing I think we have to take to heart today is the importance of faith. We believe in Jesus, the Son of God, the Father, the Holy Spirit. We profess that every Sunday. But that is a gift. We just can't take that for granted. It's not anything that we could arrive at logically. We can arrive logically to the existence of God. Philosophically, we can prove the existence of God. But we cannot philosophically prove the existence of the Trinity. That's been revealed to us by God himself. We have to remember that Christianity is a religion of revelation. God revealing himself to us. And the Catechism of the Catholic Church says that our proper response to God's revelation is faith. Faith. It's something so fundamental, it's easy to take for granted. It's easy to overlook. Just like so many things in life that seem fundamental, it's sometimes easy to, to overlook them or, or to not give them their proper importance. But today, let's just look at the importance of faith a little bit. In that second reading, Paul, in his letter to the Romans, says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in hope of the glory of God. So Paul understood the importance of faith. And he's trying to transmit that to us today. We've been justified by faith. What does that mean? To be justified means to be made right with somebody. In this case, God. We've been made right with God by our faith in what he has done for us. When we look at a crucifix, we can believe that God did that for me. And that shouldn't cause us to be, I don't know, all bent out of shape and feeling unworthy of God's love or anything like that. No, on the contrary, it should inspire us to believe in the love that God has for us. Paul would say elsewhere in his letter to the Galatians, I have been crucified with Christ, and the life I now live, 
in the flesh I no longer, right, the knife I now live, I no longer live in the flesh, but I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So when, when we start to pray, when we start to approach the Lord, it's really good to start with an, with an act of faith and, and several acts of faith. Lord, I believe in you. Lord, I believe that you hear me. I believe that you see me. I believe that you love me. I believe that you died for me. I believe that I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit. I believe that you are with me and that you are for me. I believe that you have a plan for me. I believe that you have saved me. I believe that you have redeemed me. I believe that you have made me a child of God through my baptism. So on and so forth. It's just really good to begin our, our prayer with this faith and all that God has done for us and in all that we have become. We have become sons and daughters of God, children of God. We've become temples of the Holy Spirit. We've been anointed with the same Holy Spirit that Jesus was anointed with. So we've been transformed by God himself. You could say that God the Father claimed us for himself through his Son in the Spirit. We have a very Trinitarian existence, you could say. You probably don't wake up in the morning and say, I have a Trinitarian existence that I'm going to live today. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. And it, it, it helps to believe that and to make an act of faith in that every once in a while. We're not alone. We're never alone. God is always with us in spirit and in truth, in power, in glory, in fact. In fact, we boast in hope of the glory of God. Of course, this side of heaven, we won't receive that in full. But nevertheless, we do experience it. We do receive an inheritance, a promise already. And let me just comment for a minute on that first reading from the book of Proverbs at the end there, very beautiful. This is the Holy Spirit speaking, you might say, through today in this book of Proverbs. I was beside him as his craftsman, and I was his delight day by day, playing before him all the while, playing on the surface of his earth, and I found delight in the human race. So God delights in us. God delights in you. That's a good thing to believe in. <laughs> it's the word of God. I believe that God delights in me. And not because of what I do, but just because of who I am. Because of who he made me to be, his child. And I think it's important that we make acts of faith like that as well. That we believe in what we have become because of what God has done for us. 
that will help us to realize our true dignity more and more. That will help us to overcome the many ways in which the world and the enemy of our human nature, the devil himself, and even our own harshness of character can have on our dignity. The devil loves to entrap us in shame, in toxic shame, where we think badly about ourselves. God doesn't want us to think badly of ourselves. How often we are guilty of negative self-talk. Oh, you stupid. Oh, you idiot. How often do we say that to ourselves, if not out loud, in our own minds, right? And maybe worse than that. God doesn't say that to you. God doesn't think that about you. God is able to see the good, the truth, and the beauty of who you are very easily. I like to say it's easy for God to love you. Sometimes it's hard to love ourselves. Sometimes it's hard to love our neighbor. But it's not hard for God. God finds it very easy to love you. And he wants you to know that. He delights in you. So I encourage you to make those kinds of acts of faith as well. Lord, I believe that I am loved by you. Lord, I believe that I am saved by your grace, by your love. Lord, I believe that you delight in me, etc., etc. Lord, I believe that I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I believe that I am chosen. And then God affirms that. God affirms that by making his presence felt and through his word. And that allows us to flourish because he doesn't want us to just survive. He wants us to thrive. He wants us to flourish. As Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. So as we celebrate the Holy Trinity today, we're also celebrating our divine adoption into the Trinity. Pope St. John Paul II, there he is, would describe the Trinity as an eternal exchange of love. The Holy Trinity is an eternal exchange of love, and we have been inserted, you could say, into the Trinity. We share now in their life, even now. Even now. This one woman who came to our house for a retreat said, and she's, I think she was a widow already, and she said, I'm never alone. I have the three in me, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I have the three in me, and that's the truth. That is the truth. So Lord, help us to believe. Help our unbelief. Increase our faith today in who you are and in who we have become thanks to you. Amen.